let's uh, get to know each other, Brian. So, uh, <laughs> what was it like being uh, uh, a senior in high school? Um, <laughs> wait, I don't even know where I'm going. That's... What? That was too long ago. I think I have a. Uh, I'll be right back, guys. Uh, forget those things. A little senility setting in. Yes. I think I just can't remember my ninth grade year. Everything else is pretty clear. That sounds like a good plan. I was a pretty obnoxious ninth grader. Yeah, my, I had, I had, uh, I had a list of. uh, Well, I was a phone hacker, a freak with a ph, and I, uh, I remember we used to have a list of every payphone in all the malls in town, and so we would do things like make all the phones ring at the same time so that when two people picked it up, they'd have to talk to each other. We would do that to two different malls and, you know, two different sets of pay phones. Nice. And, I'm, and I was like telling uh, Adam that it would be cool if we're sans guests uh, to, uh, you know, call some up, call a pay phone up somewhere. But really, where's a pay phone still at? They're, I mean, they're just gone. It's, it's almost comical. It's a, uh... I mean, the funny thing about it is we had a payphone in the uh, house I lived in at school back in back in uh, college in the early 90s. And we ended up pulling it out because it was more expensive to have the payphone than wow. it was to just pay for, like, a, a normal phone. And that was back in the early 90s. Hmm. So that was the piece that I don't think a lot of people realize is that you paid to have those on your property, almost like renting them. And then that was supposed to somehow bring in business and and have people's attention and gain money, and then you gain something off the sales of that payphone. Right, right. Yeah, I I do kind of want a Bill and Ted style phone booth, and then if somebody rings my door outside, the 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 phone rings, you know, <laughs> as a doorbell. But uh, it's taking some time to get that done. Plus, my wife is like, "You are not bringing a phone booth in here." <laughs> oh, every it's I've seen a couple of old ones, much older than like Bill and Ted's. And every time I see one, I it's one of those. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! And then, how much is that? Yeah, I'm not paying that much for a right. phone. <laughs> I need the you know the the you know the widow that's like, oh, I don't know how much this is worth, you know, and yeah, exactly. There's one. Gosh, where did I see one the other day? It was oh, I know where it is. There's actually a a warehouse of stuff here that I fell upon, and the guy had a phone booth in there. Man. Yeah. Did you uh, see that um, arcade raid? Uh, I mean, excuse me, that warehouse raid in Florida? I think it is. Yeah, that was that was crazy. He is. <laughs> I asked him about Super Don Quixote boards, and he goes, "You're the third person." I'm like, "Who the hell wants those?" Wow. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell. Uh, the boards looked pretty clean. Like there was thousands on the wall. I just yeah, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was, there was a ton of stuff there. That was pretty unreal. Well, good to know that yeah. there's a you know a new influx of stuff into the hobby. I guess there will be. That's that was a, a huge find. There is actually a reasonable find here that there's uh, another group that has kind of found it was sitting on it. Mm-hmm. that I happened upon. The problem is it's not a lot of high-end um, arcade stuff. It's a lot of rare pinball stuff, but not high-end pinball stuff. And so ah. it's just, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, arcade finds you can get in and 
a kind of a group, you know, a bulk deal on. This is enough uh, pinball stuff that, you know, it's tens of thousands of dollars just to like start talking, not even to walk out with most of the stuff. So it was the first time I have seen a rotation eight though. Rotation eight. Is that like a EM type? Let me double check it. Well, so what it is, uh, I'll make sure that I'm saying it properly. Rotation. Rotation. Yeah, it's rotation eight. So if you actually search it on Google, it's essentially a rotatable pinball table. So it's a cocktail pinball table. There's actually a video of Jerry uh, Ellsworth playing it in uh, Seattle. And um, the table rotates. You have four players, and it rotates to face each of the players. Hey, guys. Hey. We're doing oh, my sh- God. That's awesome. No Dan here? So this, no. this guy has... This guy has three of them. Ha. So we'll see. Hmm. I, I've heard it's. I've heard like most pinballs like this. It's a terrible pinball. But what uh, was really kind of cool? Wait, is that ice in there? What are you blasphemies? What is going on? Do you not have a shaker? I do. Shit! Okay. There's my taxes. So the. Uh, so if you look at the game they're playing there in Seattle, what's kind of cool about it is they're playing a, like a dollar game or whatever. So they each put a dollar bill anywhere on the play, anywhere on the glass they want. And because the playfield rotates, it blocks the vision of the person in different places. We are, are we on? Um, we oh, we're live. Yeah, we're having discussions and stuff. Is there everybody in the chat? Some of no. us are actually like, you know, doing something here. You yeah. think you think you're professional now? Definitely not. Too much feedback. Yeah, you know what's going to happen is if you if you're going to be a regular on this show, I'm going to send you a freaking mic and headphones. <laughs> Bring it over there. I have actually a lot of stuff to talk about. Let me. Oh wait, I have to get the the live stream. Dude, up. That's so cool. What? A rotating pinball machine? It's just crazy. Rotating? The hell yep. you say? We can talk about it if we get the show started at some point. Right. Are we? Uh, oh. Play that music that you play. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Live from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Cater 
Gamers, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, 2018, and the time is now approximately 7.24 p.m. Central. If you're wondering what that hiss is, it's our guest's crappy audio. But thanks for joining us in the Arcade Sphere. This is your host, Adam Stevens. I'm joined by the formidable Mark Time Runner Shields, and the guest host of Arcade Radio Podcast this week is Brian Armitage III. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I've gained the ancestors. Well, you know, it's like there's there's an anime called Armitage the Third, and I just have to add that on there. Ah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, um, this is uh, we're gonna just jump right into the warm up. So, welcome to uh, what's new with you? What are you working on, Mark Shields? Let's see. I my centipede is drawing closer to completion. I have some paint I have to do. I got the control panels completely naked. It's just, and um, I also ordered a new cocktail glass, and I'm experimenting by using quarter inch glass instead of three sixteenths inch. This is the thickness, obviously, and uh, hopefully that'll fit. If not, I may do a little sanding on the corners on the bottom. Maybe you're gonna try to sand tempered glass. No, the bottom of the wood table that oh. the uh, glass would sit on. It, it occurred to me that those little clamps on the corners, if I got glass that was too thick, all I have to do is sand a sixteenth of an inch off the corner so that the clamps will still work. I see. Should be completely invisible to the end user. Um, and I've just been so busy with work, I haven't been able to get out there and start that. So I would love to. Oh. Well, let's welcome to the chat Dave from Buffalo. Randy Gilking. And is Casey in there? Because he's going to lose. He's going to lose. Andy Baldwin. Yeah. Mike Martin. <laughs> and, and and all the rest. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome, Adam. There. Yeah. Sup, all. So, hey, Brian, what are you, what are you working on? Uh, let's see. We actually um, just started playing around some really cool stuff. Uh, actually, we ordered some cool stuff. I was looking for a Fluke 9010A. And, uh, Wait, hang, hang on a second. I, I don't know if you're facing your computer, but we can barely hear you. It sounds like you're talking through a tube. So face you that. You know, this, this audio thing, I've really got to amp that up, don't I? we got to help you out with that. You so might... I've been uh, playing around with doing some more board repair in the shop. And we were looking at getting a Fluke 9010A. I've been working on some old Atari vectors. And uh, I actually am trying to get my Omega Race going. Omega Discovered uh, Vector, Vector Labs has a Z80A processor unit, like this test unit, that basically works the same as a Fluke 9010A. So we're picking one up and we're going to test it out. Uh, we've been playing around with this thing for a while, trying to get this board working. We Completely rebuilt one of the. Uh, we didn't use one of those new recreation boards and completely re. For some reason, we cannot get the thing to fire up. So. That's a bummer. Cool. Yeah, I missed out on this awesome Omega Race cocktail locally about a year and a half ago. I've been regretting it ever since. <laughs> Sorry about that. You son of a. That jerk. That thing came from uh, Brad Lutz originally, I think. 
and then it went over to uh, uh, Alan Estenson, and then it went over to me, and then it went over to New York. So That's nice. I love I love a good black and white vector. I did pick up an Asteroids uh, the past. That is season. Bally's only vector game, by the way. No, is it? Mm-hmm. Is it a licensed game? Maybe. What do you mean? Like, did somebody else make it, or did Bally do it? No, Bally was the one. That was their one game, Vector. Jeez. That was it. I like it. Dude, I have a whole bunch of stuff I've been working on. All right, let's see. What do you got? What do I got? Well, first of all, uh, APB had been acting up, so I, I got a little power supply going, and um, she's going. she's working now. She's 100%. So nice. a- APB is uh, All Points Bulletin. Very fun uh, Atari game. Uh, people don't know very much about that game in general. But um, So you guys remember uh, the last time on the show, I don't know, did I talk about my ceiling falling in with water and all that the last episode? You did. It was great. Yeah, so I, I was going to have somebody come in and, f- and fix it up, you know. And and guess what I decided to do instead? Huh. Well, the ce- <laughs> the ceiling was open, so guess what? You painted it? No, no I don't I'm know. like, hey, dude, ceiling's yeah. open. Let it's time to upgrade the electrical in the house because every time I have a party and I turn all the games on, somebody like runs the microwave and everything turns off, right? And I've had to run extension cords and just do silly things with my power for so long. So I had a new 20 amp circuit and another 15 amp circuit brought into two different parts of the basement. Guess what, guys? I can turn on every single game in the arcade and nothing turns off. It is awesome. You should be hmm. as excited as I am. Uh, how many games do you got in there? Because I think uh, you 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 exceed the number of games I have. In the basement, I've got 20 games. So What's here's the thing. They ass? they run at about one and a half amps, right? right? So if you have 10 on one circuit, 15 amps, boom, you're done. So you got to be careful. Yeah, you need 20. So we've been, we've been trying to get a commercial guy to come out and drop like five drops in the shop because we keep blowing circuits when we do stuff. Yeah, so I'm I'm super jazzed because guess what, guys? I'm, I'm going to have my first spring retro party. Which is going to be an arcade party, and in a classic computer arcade party, because I'm going to do the classic computers in the garage this spring. First time I've had one in like four years. Nice. I think it's going to be awesome. So I'm super jazzed. I'm really distracted because Jennifer Aniston is going to be single now. I'm going to have to talk to my wife. What Jennifer Aniston? Ah. Oh. Jennifer Aniston. You like her? She's super cute, dude. I met her in 2001. Really? Yeah, she said, hey, get away from me. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 why, why did you meet her? I was at a, I was in a house of blues in LA. Uh, and dude, uh, I was upstairs in the VIP room. Dude, I got I to gotta invite two, two more people to the chat. White Fox, White Fox. And Trapper Door MD, two new guys oh. in the chat. Fucking, I'm sorry. That was, Ooh, I use the F word. We're R rated now. Sorry about that. It's okay. Welcome to the chat, dudes. <laughs> Welcome. I don't know why. Who's? You don't need to delay. Nobody's gonna be able to 
you know, audibly reply to you. So they're they're replying to me. Welcome, guys. See, oh, but it, there's like a 15 second delay. So there's like five second delay. And I this this martini is really good. Thanks for the idea. Yep, you got to do it. Got all the Tito's vodka. Tito, Tito, can I have a tissue? I have to admit, I probably wouldn't have known about Tito's vodka. Well, I probably wouldn't have known about it. Because, you know, I drink vodka. But I think I think John Jacobson Jingleheimer Schmidt was probably the first guy to introduce me to Tito's vodka. Yeah, I hadn't seen it before at all. And so arcade dudes everywhere now drink Tito's. Anybody in the uh, chat drink Tito's because of John? Feel free. I think he should get a, you know, a little fee for that. <laughs> I think so, too. Well, here... But I'm. I was before. You know, I'm a kettle one mate. You know, I like kettle one mate. Uh, that's oh, I see. One of my favorite vodkas. Because I'm Dutch, so I got to drink it. You know. You're Dutch. Does that mean you split stuff up with people? No, that's where the kettle one comes from, right? <laughs> Something like that. Hey, well, let's. What were we let's talking about the, anyway? Uh, we're, we're moving on to the arcade news. I think. What? Yep. You got to be kidding me already. Yep. Oh my god. It's the Arcade News with Adam Stevens. Holy buckets, there's all kinds of news happening. And, by the way, the Switch is getting a fantastic little arcade stand in Japan around May. It is a red tent. A little red tent, like a baby red tent. Yeah. Mark, tell us about this thing, you know? Well, the stand itself is made of ABS plastic. And plastic? As you know, ABS stands... Plastics. What? They're very good. Plastics are very good. ABS. Uh, awesome, bendable, and sticky. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can put two Switch consoles and four Joy-Con <laughs> game pads in it. Uh, I think there's room for some charger cables to keep the Switch consoles charged. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true for the Joy-Cons, but hey, you know, you can try to read Japanese and order them, and then you can tell us. Yeah. So, How much is it going to cost? Uh, it's uh, only 8,300 yen, and as you know, that's about $77 in... Uh, Which is only $11 off from 88 miles per hour. Uh, is it 11 yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's a great way to enjoy the local multiplayer setup that the Switch offers while also reminiscing about the good old days of oh my God. classic arcade gaming, which, by Who, the way, I'd never seen a red ho, tent ho, Hold, hold up, like, you guys. Hold, 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 hold. Just hold up a second. Tra- Trapper Door what? MD says, yes, news is Billy cheated. Are we going to talk about this? <laughs> we got to talk about this, right? Let's talk about it. Don't you want to talk about how the Taito president went undercover boss at his arcade chain? Yes, I want to talk about that first. So let's do that. Nice. All right, here we go. So, uh, Taito's... Taito! I don't know why it tells me. Taito, an amusement company. Taito! Ren- renowned for their invader games. <laughs> Sorry about Oh, and, that. and arcade chains. They uh, The guy disguised him and hid his identity... And then he learned the hardships of working at an arcade as he, he got shouted at by some part-time workers and staff. Was this in, like, 1983? No, this is, like, this week. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. You wow. should, uh, the Taito stations in, uh, in Tokyo are, are 
impressive. I mean, it's uh, we were, it was just over there in September, and there's in Akihabara, there's multiple Taito arcades within mm-hmm. blocks of each other, and then around the city, there's multiple Taito Taito arcades. Um, but they're really interesting. I mean, it's it's like stepping back in time, just with you know hundreds of candy cabinets. Really? Huh, that's awesome. Man, hey, we don't speak- got anything like that. I know it's hard to find a candy cab in Texas. <laughs> well, I mean, what's crazy about over there is that you go in, and um, it really is. I, you, you expect to see. I mean, I remember growing up and going to the arcades, and it was a bunch of teenagers. And uh, I mean, the the age range over there is. I mean, everything from you'll see people in, like, in the early teens up through. Uh, you know. I saw guys who looked like they were in their mid fifties and sixties. And there's one guy sitting there playing, um, oh gosh, with Space Harrier, <laughs> who looked like he was in his early sixties, smoking cigarettes and just putting them out on the ashtray that's on the uh, on the uh, control panel. It was hilarious. <laughs> I don't mean oh my to be God, dumb. that's hilarious! I had to break. Yeah. There was like a dead air space. Yeah. <laughs> So it's interesting. White Fox says, "I thought it was pronounced Tato," and 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 it's interesting because you, for my entire young, uh, teenage life, I thought it was Tato as also. But here's the thing: is that if you if you play any of the, um, oh, what are they? Uh, they're they're there's a whole like puzzle puzzle bobble games on, uh, on the PlayStation Two or any of the games. You'll hear the 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 the, um, the manufacturer says Taito, so Taito is probably the correct pronunciation of that, um, and Taito is 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 uh, it, you know, but I still call it Taito. Uh, so you know, whatever potato, 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 whatever. Right, right, right. Unless we get hate mail from Taito, I mean Taito. Right, I mean we. we that... Sorry about that. Anyway, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, news articles. What, what else we got going on in, in, in the news articles? We got Tai Topra. Right, and then we. I guess. I guess we can talk about this other thing, which I think uh, Brian has like an amazing, uh, you know, observation. I th- and I agree. So, with so it. here's a, here's the thing. It. I. I, I I, d- I don't know how I feel about this. I, I just don't know if we should be discussing this on the air. Uh, Arcade Radio wants to be like, you know, we, we don't want to exclude anybody. We want to include everybody. We want to. But here, here's the here's the freaking thing. Use your words. Catherine Despera was on Despera was on last week, and she was very very mm, reserved with her. Her answers, don't you? Don't you agree, Mark? Um, I mean, to an extent, yes, I I think so. I think she could have been much more scathing. Um, and 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 a couple of our friends here locally were approached by uh Billy Mitchell's agent, um, and, and asked to review their statement. And I I think that's you know that I don't know. I, I just, uh, Brian, maybe you can enlighten us to to to, your, to the insights here, what we're going on. Well, I think you no, know, I, I think one of the things that I've seen through all of this, um, 
is that uh, over the last year, there's kind of been multiple rifts for a number of reasons. And I actually tuned in last week and was, uh, Catherine was, I, I thought, very articulate. And I, I expected kind of with her, some of her Facebook posts to be much more aggressive on some things and, and was actually really impressed with that, just her conversation and, and how she approached things. Um, but I feel like there's been multiple rifts in the community and this latest one uh, with the whole conflict with, you know, what happened with Billy and the scores. Um, you know, we, I, a couple of people were approached and asked to review kind of technical articles. And, and my personal feeling is that um, regardless of whether or not uh, something was done wrong, uh, you know, by the article, the recording that, the scores weren't entered correctly regardless. And we, we know that and everybody kind of accepts that. And the scores, the high scores have been taken away at this point. That's kind of a foregone conclusion. I think it's just kind of time to move on. And I think the ongoing kind of conflict is really not doing a lot of good. And my two cents was, you know, if you did the score, just go out and do it again. You know, I mean, like, and if you can't, you know, go down trying. But I don't see another solution to this. And I think that it's, I think the, the conflict that it's bringing up is doing a lot more harm than good. Um, and, and that's my two cents. <laughs> yeah, I think we don't need another rift, like, element. We're very bipartisan, except for in the case of LCD versus CRT. But, you know... Billy, you know, Billy did it or didn't do it. I mean, that's just another divisive thing that we just don't need. The community is so small and, you know, there's not a lot of point to it, I think. So I agree. I think that the, the scores are dismissed. We can, you know, move on. I mean, we've accepted other people who had fake Donkey Kong scores, 3 million, cough, cough, you know, and so... Well, I think I think the other thing is too, and not to to speak it up or down, but I mean, I would be disappointed. I'm disappointed that the scores could could be or are fake. But the I think there's also the side of things that there's there's many accomplishments by many people in the community, uh, you know, including Billy, that have done had things like this happen that are still outstanding. I mean, there's there's multiple other achievements, scores, and things that he's done, and multiple other pieces of attention he's brought to the community that I think are, are respectable. Um, and I think hovering on this, just yeah, I, I I really don't see where where we go with it that brings anything positive out or, or helps anybody in the end. I think the the scores have been removed, the 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 statement has been made, and I think it's time to just kind of like move down the road and, and keep going. So, what do you what do you so with that? What's your final statement about how to fix the community? I I don't know that it does that much. I mean, the bottom line is that the scores were already beat. I like that. <laughs> you know, so it's it's <laughs> like they were already like exceeded. So so what's it going to do? You know, and, and and I mean, there is the point. I mean, it, it is tougher to hit some of those scores. It's tougher tougher to have those reaction timings as we get older. I mean, I, I think those of us are 
get up there a little bit or noticing we're not quite playing the way we used to. And so whether or not he's able to do it again, I, I don't know. But I don't. But I think that's kind of beside the point at this this point in time. I mean, there's there's better scores, there's higher scores than they were. Um, I think it's time to just move on. I agree. I think that I am officially closing this chapter of the Arcade Radio Podcast, Billy Mitchell topic. What do you think? Oh, <laughs> Unless something new comes. It's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So good there deal, is a good little, deal. There's a little piece of news uh, that is not as popular in Forbes or anything else like that, but for people in the Chicagoland area, um, Galloping Ghost is having a swap meet this weekend. What? Can you swap any game for one of their games? That would be awesome. I don't think it's quite that uh, mm. aggressive, but um, no, they, they host these every now and then where they invite local collectors and uh, and some of the guys in the community show up with boards and, and games and, and just kind of everybody tries to exchange things for stuff they need and get rid of stuff they don't. But I don't know about you guys. I need everything on my shelves. There's nothing that I don't need. Um, but the idea is, you know, just kind of to get people out, get them to meet each other and try and get some constructive things done. I need a transparent yellow leaf switch button. <laughs> I don't know why you cannot find one anywhere. For what game? Just a generic one. I want to put it on my uh, joust. I want two of them. Yeah, I, then there aren't even any pinball ones? No, it's the weirdest thing. I, you know, went everywhere. I mean, I guess I could go order from Japan or something, but I don't like to do that. Anyway, <laughs> wah, wah. I'm not believing you. I have to check this out. Transparent back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the to cave, cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? All right, welcome to Back to the Cave. Today's date will be February 15th, 1985. Our first topic is arcade news, as always. And guess what? Nothing was going on February 15th, 1985. I think that I think the video game slash arcade community was sort of recovering from their crash still. Uh, a lot of fun stuff started happening later on that year. You know, it's just it's one of those things. Wait, is that the little... I don't hear my little special effect sounds. You're, do, you're doing just fine. Am I? Okay, great. Um, also, the box office, I feel like I just mentioned this. Beverly Hills Cop was number one. Was that like number one for like half a year? <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. I think I need to pick another date. Like, I should just make sure Beverly Hills Cop is not out next time I pick a date. Um, and speaking of things that happened in 85 that are happening again in 2018, the Winter Olympics. Full swing on ABC, and I'm sure we were all just glued to the TV. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, believe me, CBS, they thought, oh, this uh, here, let's put up this one up against the Winter Olympics. The second half of Gone with the Wind was on. And do you think that on TV? a major television network could do that in 2018, put on Gone with the Wind? No. No. Yeah, but in 1985, they did it. Um, all the fun shows were on NBC, Real People, Facts of Life, Night Court, and St. Elsewhere. Here's the thing. We're about to do what's in the juke, right? What's in the juke? 
I like that. Nice and short. We have to find it. Uh, it works, right? It works. Now they're already guessing games. Money for nothing. Dire straight. <laughs> so now we're going to play some clips. Is that how it works? Am I we're pu- going to play some clips. It's always going to be Adam until I get off my cheap butt and <laughs> pay for this uh, tool that lets me... Uh... <laughs> I think this one's actually been on the show before. I don't know, but I like it. All right, here we go. Well, that's not it. Oh, but let's guess what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who, who's got this, what? right? Well, yeah. you, only you know that one, right? <laughs> Brian, could you get that one? This is has nothing to do with 1985. We're doing oh, Dancing Queen Ab. Oh, my God. <laughs> We had three cassettes in my car growing up. Oliver <laughs> Twist, Sound of Music, and ABBA. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was terrible. <laughs> I don't think we had any cassettes. Um, well, that was a good one. Now, let's play one that came out in the, around that time zone, uh, Mr. Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> 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 Settle down now. So this one you may have heard on the show before. Hmm. Right? Allegedly. I don't know. I think it's I think it's We well, had we had a conversation about this. You're like, who is blah blah blah? Here we go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You think this that's is enough? a lot. Easy Lover, Annie Baldwin, Genesis. No, that's wrong. It's wrong. It's not Genesis. <laughs> <coughs> Randy said he was behind, and then he did catch up. And so, Brian, at, at as we're playing these, people in the chat are guessing, and that's like our our little shtick. We've got to do this eight more times. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we could do five of them. You know, we don't have to do all ten. I like it. No, these are fun ones. I picked. I picked some of these out. They weren't all like uh, one after the other in the top ten. Actually, Phil Collins was not the lead on this. So, Casey, you've already have negative two on this. No, although I can see Phil singing it. He's he sings in the song, but it is not his song. Oh. Yep. You see, now you should get a copy of the song with that guy singing it. The black guy. (laughs) Ratman. Yeah, let's make let's make it as you know. (laughs) Oh my god, you guys! Use the internet. We're going to get flagged for that one. Oh, now, yeah. That's Philip Bailey, guys. There you go. Philip Michael Bailey. Philip Bailey? Randy Gelking. Should we give him one point? 
Yeah, if we if we were actually tracking points, we should. Okay. Okay, ready? Next one is Oh, this one's bad. Okay. Here we go. That's all I'm getting. <laughs> That's pretty good, though, isn't it? Casey, you are 15 minutes behind. <laughs> Boom. I want to know what I owe. Oh, my God. Casey got it. Did he get it or what? He did. What song is it, Mark? I want to know what love is. I want to know what love is. I am not a smart man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. That is not how it goes. Okay. I want to play a, a different cut of this one to see if I can throw him off. Is he smart like me? Uh That's a tough one. It's not like... Can you imagine a dude hanging off the side of a cigarette truck flying down the road? Yes. Okay. Well, good. Oh, wow, they got it. Who got it? Who got it? The uh, Randy. Randy got it? I don't it? know if he's just faster than Casey, or maybe... <laughs> Is Randy closer to the YouTube servers? <laughs> How's this happening? <laughs> there's there's some competition going on here, right? All right. We should pick some songs out in 1997 and nobody will get them. <laughs> you think. Are we ready for the next one? There's oh. so much free time. I we we just... actually we've already done this song. What? Yeah. Whenever you say that I look it up and it turns out we haven't done it. This one we've done. Mm. I hate this song. Which one? Well, then skip it. Go to the next one. Now, here it goes. <sighs> That's it. What? I thought you just played that. I did not play that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like I want to know what love is again. Mm -hmm. I didn't play that. <laughs> oh yes, you did. Did I play yeah, that already? Oh, you guys yeah. got it. No wonder that's I've heard. You this. hate it now? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I I remember a time of playing this. I couldn't remember when. Maybe three minutes ago. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you guys have to be shitting. No more. Here we no go. more martinis for you, sir. Sorry. Here we go. <laughs> That's it. Um, that's all I'm giving you. Oh, that's a tough one. Play it again. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> oh my god, Casey got it. <laughs> Dude, we're going to invite Casey to hang. Casey. You're going to come on the show live next week, and we're going to have you go against the guest. Jeez Louise. What do you think? I think that's yeah, a good idea. That's a lot of pressure on the guest. <laughs> Who gives it bleep? 
Uh, okay, so this song I sang into the mirror. I probably shouldn't mm-hmm. tell anybody that. Play it on the piano. Well, so my, you know, you you can play it on the piano, really. All oh right. yeah. Here he goes. That's all I'm playing. I heard it. Who, who is it coming on? It's it's freaking on. That was in one of the Karate Kids, wasn't it? What what's going on here? Is that, it played like eight times over at Brian's? No, that was me playing it on my piano. Oh. Take me as I am. Randy's on. Hold me now. They're they're getting close. It's it's great. They're not actually using the internet. We did we did Casey. We had this a few weeks ago. No, not not this song, but another song by the same band. <laughs> oh my! Oh god. my god! They don't. Know. <laughs> this is awesome. I seriously, you guys. Yes, Randy got it. You're the inspiration. Give it to Randall. Dang, you guys are what? awesome, though. I mean, seriously, I I love this segment of the show. Don't don't you, Mark? I well, yeah. It's my segment, of course. I I think it's great. Here here's the next one. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's. Oh, 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 don't, ah, don't you think that's enough? I'll no, play. That's it. perfect. I'll play it again. You know. And and this is a Minnesota band, so I prefer the uh, Jay and Silent Bob version myself. <laughs> yeah, me too, Randy. I get my Chicago. Yep, Andy Baldwin's got it. Jungle Love. Bye. Morris Day, close, buddy. The time. Randy actually got it with the time. That's I think on. Randy. I think Randy's leading the crowd today. Yeah, normally Casey kills. It's weird. His wife. I love not, this next song. His wife's not on. You know. Oh, oh I see. He has yeah. nobody to impress. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is this is going to be um, one of the easiest ones. I I think. I don't know. What? What do you, what do you mean you don't know? Well, I'm not sure about that. All right, here we yeah. go. Here we go. What do you oh. think? Is that good? Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, somebody may know that one. <laughs> Relax. That was Randy right away. They Holy crap! Was <laughs> Holy buckets! You probably should just give them like Frankie, two beats, and that's oh it. Oh my god, you guys, you guys were both like on it. I don't even know. They're they were so close. We're, I think we might have to have a little, you know. We might have to have a little buzzer action on the next show. We'll have the, both guys on. We'll dial them in. I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think that's what this show is doing, figuring out who we will dial in for that show. Oh, my God. And, and and if I can't believe freaking Dan is not on this show because, seriously, the next song, here we go. That's it. I'm, that's all I'm playing. So good. 
Andy Baldwin says his connection is lagging. I, I, you know, I can't blame him. Yep. Got it. Even with a lagging one, he got it. He got it. Foolish heart. Oh, my God. Steve Perry. <laughs> Dudes. Oh, my God, Dude. you guys. You're awesome. All right. Is, is Steve somewhere out in Minnesota? I mean, he's, he was hanging out with that band like a couple of years ago and everything. Oh my god. And this is this is ironic cuz the next song is <laughs> Right? Yeah, they're saying it's more of a typing contest. <laughs> well, they might be they, they could be right. That's why I think we should pit somebody against our guest, right? Yeah. That band's breaking up. I know, right? Aaron Sanders weighs in with only the young, um, only only the lonely. He got close, but it was only the young. And that was Randy Galkin who put that in there. But Casey got Journey out of the out of the gate. So everybody got it, right? So pretty got much it. it. All right, this is the last song. Oh my god, I hate this song. I love this song. I know you listen to it every night. No, not anymore. Here we go. <laughs> Material girl, Casey got it. Randy got it before him, though. Again, Randy got it tonight. Holy, He's got the full name. He does. He's got it all. Not even worth typing. <laughs> Andy wins because of his answer. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Oh, dudes, that was that was awesome. You guys did great this week. Oh my god, what do you think, Mark? Oh my god, Mark, what do you what do you think of this segment? I I like it. We should do fifty songs. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, you know five might be good. Yeah, so, ten is probably pushing it. I mean, uh, sorry, Brian, we're still experimenting with this segment here. Yeah, we you are. You do a little segment where you do a, a sound from a game. <laughs> And they have to <gasps> Ooh. A, a sound for what now? A game. A game. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. Oh, that's a good idea. What's in the cade? Oh, what's in the cade? We can do what's in the juke and then what's in the cade. We'll send royalties directly to you, Brian. Yeah. Andy Baldwin's like, you should guys should find some more. Here, here, here's a suggestion, Mark. For the next segment, let's do the bottom ten of the forty. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Let's do that because I I think. He's right. You know, everybody knows the top 10. Everybody knows the top well, no, 10. No, no, I didn't pull these out of the top 10. I pulled out of the top 50. Okay. So let's do let's do what was like just entering the charts in 1985. Okay. And uh, this is episode 40. And this is Oh yeah. And this oh is my a, gosh, should have been 40 episodes? Not quite yet. Okay. We're getting close. We're uh, we're in episode ten of season two, which means we're at uh, actually episode thirty-two. So we're actually only like eight up eight episodes from episode forty. Hmm. I think it's good. So, um, uh, are we looking for listener calls or what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, somebody always calls eventually. Well, oh, well, let's let's take a look here. 
I've got a I've got a call here. I feel like I should maybe you know if I play this, it's it might not. I don't know. I think I think it'll sound fine. You think so? <sighs> oh my god! I I just I I'm worried it's Bob again. Don't you don't so, you don't you think it's Bob again? It's always Bob. Why is Bob it always, always calls? Bob always calls. He does. He calls very regularly. Um, I mean, Brian, have you ever heard Bob call our show? I have, but it's been a while. I mean, the guy, the guy is genuinely, um, I mean, enthusiastic. At the very least, <laughs> enthusiastic is good. Well, we yeah, we like we like enthusiastic. But I don't. I don't know. Should we? Do you think if I play? Does it? Does anybody actually in the in the in the chat want to hear this guy call us in again? Not really. It's kind of like this show's. Um, uh, who's the guy that was on Arcade Outsiders all the time? Uh, speak live. Uh, That's Bobcat Goldblum. And you know, oh, oh another Bob. But the thing. Oh, it is another Bob. But the, here's the thing: is that that guy already existed. You, you know, our Bob is like legit. <laughs> He's he is. He's legit. Call. Oh, here we go. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That that's normally where we play the song, right? Well, the the voicemail unless he's singing it. So. He's going to sing it? I hope not. Well, I don't I, I don't know. Oh, you guys I see. We're killing time so that Andy can apply a, a, a filter to it. <laughs> Who's Andy? Not, not Andy. Andy. <laughs> Adam. Andy. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm tongue slip of the tongue. S- this sounds. This all sounds really made up right now. <laughs> yes. martini. I'm gonna tell my wife to beer me. Just a moment. But you ha- you just had a martini. You can't have her beer you. No, she's gonna zima me. Zima. Z. Really? Zima. There's still zima. Really? Well, they brought it back, and I bought a lot, a lot. <laughs> well, would you? How much did you buy? At least a couple cases. It's limited edition. You got to do it. I'm asking for some grape. Welcome. Okay, go for it. What was that? I don't know. What am I looking for? Aaron is willing to trade arcade parts for Zima. Alright. Here we go. Hello, Arcade Radio Hosers! <laughs> it's your buddy, Bob Zarzadan Collins. He sounds quiet. I'm a control panel expert and a technician. Did you know that? Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> well, I'm still hanging out on that drone ship. Uh, it turned out that that uh, center core that I shot last week into the you know, into the ocean, it makes a great barbecue pit. It's great. Got the charcoal looking real good right now. Mm. I'm gonna like cook some uh, dead fish uh, that didn't make it when the rocket landed on its belly. It's gonna be good. I can't wait. No, I just can't talk about. <clears throat> Guys, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been drinking Zima all day. Uh, hey. I'm gonna have to make this short, or I might say something I'm gonna regret. <laughs> I can't say the word regret anymore. That's how much Zima I've had. Anyway, here's my question for the night. What game in your collection 
would you use to start a fire if your life depended <laughs> on? And you know, like if you had some really good steaks but no firewood, you know, you gotta pick one. It has to be a yeah. collection, like not storage, but one that's in your house. All right, all right, that's all I got. I'll see you on the flip side. Start the deck out. That's terrible. Did everybody hear that? Pretty much. It was a little faint. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah. It's a little quiet. But you know what? I think he asked, what game would you set on fire if you need to start a fire? Yeah, like you're going to die from like, it's like negative 50 maybe. <laughs> you have to use one game to start a fire to make you, you know, to get you through it. And it has to be a, a game that's in your house right now. <laughs> Not storage. No, 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 no. I'm not. Desperate I'm, times call for desperate I can't light times. any of my games on fire. <laughs> hey, we almost had to do this. Two weeks ago, our boiler went out. You know, it was getting desperate. <laughs> and you're just going to burn them up? I just light them up. Just one. One game? You go first, Mark. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm choking on my grape-flavored Zima. <laughs> Uh, I, well, I have two asteroids <laughs> in here right now, so is that not fair? <laughs> <laughs> two asteroids. That might, be, that might be one cabinet. So you have to eliminate one game, I think, is the is the fair question. Okay, okay. Let's oh, see. My God. One game. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I guess I get rid of the Satan's Hollow. Laugh it up, fuzzball. It's not restored, and uh, frankly, finding the parts is is really difficult. So if I had to, I would get rid of that one because I'd probably find another one later. Yeah, well, you know, it's like some terrible driving game right now with these fake booby bikini girls on the marquee, and it's just awful. Satan's Hollow? No, it's not a Satan's Hollow now. It's some other game, like yeah, yeah. But I know it's a Satan's Hollow underneath, you know, if I could just find, like, you know, $700 worth of parts. Like, that's the best part now, is you find these cabinets, and it's like, oh, $100 cabinet or $200 cabinet, I can make this back to Satan's Hollow for more than I would spend to just find a Satan's Hollow one day. <laughs> yeah, right. I can't get rid of any of my games, I'm sorry. You gotta pick one. You got This is basically a hierarchy, hmm. and you're not really getting rid of it. You're just saying you're gonna Miss burn it. it. I guess moose uh, moose control. <laughs> what the hell game is that? Moose control. <laughs> I made it up. Yeah. I would have to probably do mouse trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see that. What else am I gonna do? Because like here's here's the lineup, right? I have Donkey Kong. Popeye. Mm, pe- some people love Popeye. Some people hate Popeye. I love Popeye. I have Missile Command. I have Tempest. And then I have Dig Dug, which is my multi-game, and it's got a bunch of really cool games. Galaga, Super Pack, all kinds of stuff. And then I have Mousetrap. And then I have APB, which I restored from the ground up with powder-coated you know, seat bar and everything. And then I have three pinballs. I have Warlords. I have you know my jukebox. I've got Atari football. I've got my Tapper cocktail. 
and I've got Star Wars, and I've got Centipede, my my cabaret. I've got Ms. Pac-Man, my cabaret. I've got Joust. I've got Defender. I've got a Robotron, um, you know, cocktail, and then Monaco GP. And I can't get rid of anything. It's like maybe Mousetrap. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, your mousetrap, it's got sound, right? You got that working? It does. It does. It It works. Yeah, yeah. It works. Yeah. Yep. I can see that. Isn't that your fiance's machine? I seem to think. Oh, boy. No, I'm really in wow. trouble. I'm really <laughs> in trouble. Oh, my God. What, okay, Brian, what about you? I don't even know how many games you have in uh, in your house. Okay. <laughs> What happened? Get rid of one. Get rid of one. Did, did we mute, mute Brian? What happened? Is he okay? I'm like moving you guys. You're going in and out. Oh, there you are. Hi. We're here. Go ahead. Tell us what game you get rid of. I think at this point, I'd probably get rid of Omega Race because it is really irritating the hell out of me. Oh, jeers, jeers. I love the game. You can't get rid of it. But if I had to get rid of a working one right now, um, I have one of those Team Play Missile Command Centipede Millipede games, and that one is just not doing it for me. It's a modern one? or Yeah, it's one of the new ones that has three games in it. Hmm. It isn't doing it. No. It turned Missile Command into a vertical game. Yeah. That's terrible. He's asking me upright or cockpit. I have the upright in the arcade and I have the cockpit in storage. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't burn the cockpit. Push, I'm ready to push both of them off a cliff. Oh. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Well done. You were an easy and adequate, a stimulating and outstanding opponent. <laughs> Wait, is that it? We're done. We're done. Let's let's interview. Let's try to interview Brian. Okay. Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> we have a new intro for you, Brian. Oh. Uh oh. Yeah, this is good. You're gonna love it. Here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that was it? <laughs> it's like you. Yoda and a bunch of uh, like uh, gremlins. <laughs> Please welcome Brian Armitage to uh, McLeod uh, to the show. Welcome, Hello. welcome, dude. You've already been on the show. This is your second time on the show, or maybe third. Uh, I think this is my third. You had me for a little segment once, and it was painful enough that you resisted asking me again. <laughs> Nine months. Well, that's how much we love you. What's the follow-up on that? You know, the last time you had a, a little uh, a robbery. A robbery. Oh, a, a, a robbery? <laughs> a robbery. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Oh, my God. My dog is driving me nuts. So my first question is, 
um, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> well, I was going to say a follow-up. Like, I, I'm, I'm assuming that that was never found. And Well, so the cabinets turned up, but the uh, tailor never did. Cabinets? So the, there were three cabinets that were stolen in the trailer, and um, I was contacted by one of the guys down in southern Minnesota and said, hey, look, I found this system, and I can't figure out how to make it work. You might know something about it. Can you help me get this working? And I looked at it and said, hey, those are the arcade games that uh, we built custom, and uh, insurance didn't reimburse us for them. <laughs> they had been left out next to a dump, rained on. And, uh, yeah, so we got the parts back. There were, like, parts in these cabinets that were custom parts that there's only 10 of them in existence. The other six of them we had, the four were in the games that were stolen. Uh, so it was interesting. And actually, the, the Wizard of War that was in the trailer also was with them. And that's supposed to reappear in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, but in the, in the meantime, our... Uh, We've lost another trailer. What? <laughs> which was our, our older open trailer, which was chained to a pole. So they had to lift it up over the pole, unlock the wheel, unlock the hitch lock, and get it out of there. So uh, we have gone to advanced GPS tracking on our trailers now. So we have, we have a covered trailer, uh, which we did get reimbursement for the trailer. Um, so we picked up another trailer and we actually have a GPS unit in there now. So anytime somebody moves the damn thing, a little alert goes off on our phones and tells us where it is and where it's going. So we almost want it to be stolen now by the same guys. Hmm. But that is, that is the update. Dude. I know. Lots of adventure. Where, where do you live? I mean, where are these trailers kept? And, uh, like. Not a not a bad section of Minneapolis, ah. like by Nokomis. Oh yeah. So. Oh well. It's just uh, you know, it's actually funny the the junkyard that they were found in. So in the process of like tracking this down to where it came from, the irony of it is that I found a six player X Men, and uh, found a couple other games in the process of talking to the people who these exchanged hands through. But um, the junkyard that it, they were found next to evidently is this like place in uh, southern Minnesota where tons of stuff is recycled and dropped off from the cities, and there's like repeated trailers going in and out of there that have been stolen from all over the state. It's like a well-known, hey, this is where you get rid of stuff. So messed up, man. Yeah, it was. It was I I kind of got to the point where I said, do I want to figure this out? And I decided not. Not really. I just kind of want to move on. So. About nine months after, and about six months after we'd received like a settlement from the insurance company, I just said, just let it go. So that was it. All right, sort of a happy ending. I'm, you know, gonna just close the book on that one. Comical, but you know, always an right. adventure. Right. I don't know how you broached the whole. Hey, you have my stolen property thing with that one guy, but I, well, it's actually. I mean, that was that was really funny because he writes me and he's all excited he's like these are really cool like you know, <laughs> know about these and i wrote him back and said yes i know a lot about them they were stolen from me a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago and there's just silence and it was on a facebook chat there's just no answer for about 10 minutes and then oh do you want them back 
Yeah. So it was. It, it, it all ended up really good. Actually, he's coming up here in the next couple of days to buy some stuff from the store. It was a lot of the guys. One of the neat things about the Minnesota group is they're pretty, uh, pretty close to each other, and everybody gets along pretty well. So we, you know, it's it wasn't an intentional, you know, somebody trying to take advantage of anything. When they realized that something had happened, they were trying to do what was right and make it right, which is always good. Ah, Minnesota nice. I actually have an opportunity, which uh, I, un- only if this other guy is into it, uh, to come back to Minnesota and uh, rent an apartment and work there for a bit. So Nice. Fingers crossed so that maybe my stuff can be stolen and then returned by a nice guy. You can come stay in the arcade B&B. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I'll make a company pay for that. Wait a minute. That happens. I think that's new since the last year. You're planning on coming back here? Well, not during the winter, but just during the good like four-month window. He must have been gone for a while because uh, he thinks it's four months. <laughs> it's four months when it's nice-ish. Yeah, maybe three. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can, you know, if it's 40, 30 degrees outside, that's t-shirt weather for me, so... That's true. Well, hey, it was up in the 30s today. Stuff was melting. It's 76 here today. Yeah. Yeah. The other fun news we have is that we are playing around with an analog stick. And I like playing around with my analog stick. Yes, but this is actually a, a, a large analog Oh, Oh, yeah. I, uh... And, um... Oh geez, you guys like we just lost like we just lost like six channers. They just everybody <laughs> left. Dropped off. That was very sad. So, what are you doing with your stick? <laughs> well, we we have this analog to digital stick that is primarily targeting the uh, fighting game community right now. But um, we're starting to look at what games are are basically impossible to find sticks for, and we have the ability to emulate those signals. So you take something like a uh, food fight, and we can set up the stick to be a food fight stick. I will. So it's uh, we're kind of playing around with a few things with it. It's a uh, it's a uh, mainly targeting the, the fighting game community right now, but it's it should be kind of interesting. And we it's a basically a, a hall effect switch, uh, hall effect stick with. Uh, eight sensors and allows us to has an arm chip embedded so we can do a ton of stuff. <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> the dog's gonna fart. What? <laughs> How do you know that? Because <laughs> I just fed her Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> My dogs never do that. What kind of dogs do you have? Uh, they're technically all Cavishons. They're Cavalier King Charles and Bashan mixes. Although one totally looks like a Cavalier and did not take <laughs> any Bashan genes at all. I have a, <laughs> I have a eighteen month old seventy pound lab. She's lab. A, she's like a goat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She just eats everything. very sad what, what were we talking about again 
Uh, well, Brian gave his news. Do you want to ask Brian? A, like, have you learned any new surgical techniques? Or, <laughs> by the way, a lot of people yeah. don't don't know what what your story is. Why don't you just give your origin story? Because we haven't heard that in like a year. My origin story. Yep. Did you ask it? I think that Brian was on the show before I even joined. My origin story. He was. He he was days? like the third guest. You were like our third guest ever. I was. Yeah. yeah. Paradise Arcade. So first of all, uh, give us the uh, website of your arcade and tell us what you sell uh, on the side. It's paradisearcadeshop.com, and we sell a wide variety of parts. Um, for the classic guys, we do a lot of kind of uh, cocktail brackets, uh, the clips for glass and cocktails. Um, we have a number of different uh, shaft replacements. We have... Um, all the IL parts. For your shaft replacements, please check out the Paradise Shop. And the MCR board holder brackets. MCR board holder. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff. And not yeah. only that, but uh, Brian, um, and you just mentioned it on the show, but uh, you made some special brackets for the for Tapper, which was... I did. We actually still have some, too. So if anybody has a Tapper cocktail for... Our lovely host, we uh, we actually made um, brass brackets, cocktail brackets. Oh, they're so cool, man. And so uh, they're polished brass. And uh, Aaron is mentioning the four-inch robo sticks. I think we have them back in stock. So, Sweet. Sweet. Uh, yes, we do have the Robotron sticks back in stock. Though, actually, Wolfiel, a guy, so this is one of the things that a lot of people I don't think realize that we do. <laughs> uh, one of the guys on KLOV, uh, Wolfiel, wanted yep. to do... Uh, Robotron shafts, and he he was able to do the shafts, but he couldn't do the ball tops. And so we have a lot of shafts uh, and ball tops in the, and... the world. And we hooked up with him, and for two years he sold the shafts. We got the balls for him uh, at cost, and um, then when he was done with that, he handed the project off to us, and we took it over. Sweet. But, uh, we uh, actually do the same thing with um, the big kit right now by Crafty Mac. Uh, we produce that for them. Awesome. And uh, so we're always kind of looking for projects. And we, uh, one of the things we really love to do is we have we built up a lot of resources for manufacturing. And so people come to us and they say, well, we find people or they come to us and they want to try and do something. And we can often get it done for very economical prices and make it practical to sell in the community and actually generate some income for the next project. So to be clear, you are offering bit kits now. And also, and by oh. the way. Those are those are the those are the uh, nibbler. Who's a fan of Tim McVeigh, who was on this show? If you like the nibbler, you should be buying that from Paradise Arcade. Also, you you do the reproduction um, Omega Race boards now, which are we do. So yes, that's another thing that we kind of took over and we we started doing. Um, Aaron, it's a mix of U.S. based and overseas manufacturing. It depends on what we are doing. Um, some of the stuff like the uh, hollow shafts that we produce for sticks, I have had them quoted out in the U.S. several times, and the pricing, they want more than I sell the shafts for in quantities of two to 500. So if we can do it in the U.S., we do it. We actually have a mold being done in Minneapolis right now for another product. Um, but if we if we can't, then we do take it overseas. So it's it's a tough, it's it's actually really tough. The uh, The classic community the margins on products and the demand of the community for uh, quality products at 
low cost prices has, has gotten to the point where it is driving a lot of those things over overseas. And Aaron, you are correct. We are doing our, our mold with Proto Labs right now. Sweet, sweet man. So it's been a it's been quite a journey. It's, if people haven't seen it, the other uh, two guys that we're starting to work with are uh, King Cobra. King Cobra on, uh, on KLOB does a really neat does the uh, pack to uh, the pack to JAMA adapter that allows you to uh, plug the board into your Pac-Man cabinet and it automatically uh, converts the AC power. It has a switching power circuit in it, so it converts the AC power over to DC power, and it. Uh, and it's just a little adapter, so we're making that for him. We'll be carrying that in the store. And then Riddle TV, who does uh, JAMA switchers, which we were supposed to have done at one point, and I massively dropped the ball on that, and uh, Jim did them and did them really well, so I kind of teamed up with him, and we're, we're starting to work on some of that stuff together. So uh, I am, Randall, I am based in Minneapolis now. We used to be in, uh, we used to be in Hawaii, which is where the name came from, and then... Uh, I was dragged back to the cold north by uh, the <laughs> day job. Speaking of which, I'm going to be in Hawaii on Sunday. What? What, at an airport in Hawaii? No, I'm flying to L.A. on Saturday, and then I'm flying to Hawaii on Sunday. I love L.A. L.A.'s fun. We're going to go to the Griffith Observatory, and then we're going to go to a music, uh, Amoeba Music. Aaron, I know. we. Uh, so <laughs> We've been trying to get the Hawaiian candy back. It is prohibitively expensive. We have two friends over there that ship it to us every now and then and we run out within basically a couple of weeks in part because we send a bunch of it out but also we miss it a ton so uh, I will admit we eat a good portion of it when we do get boxes in but we every now and then we'll get in probably 40 to 50 pounds by FedEx of Hawaiian candy and we shove that in there. Nice. We have uh, put uh, if anybody knows Pearson's we've started putting some Pearson's candy in boxes which is a Minneapolis company. It is. Oh, so when you when somebody buys something from you, they get some candy. Yeah, I feel... I, used, uh, that I first... was kind of our shtick for a while, and um, we did it because I Susan and I kind of had this understanding that if uh, it's a lot of guys, mostly guys that are ordering arcade parts, and a lot of women who are looking at them, going, "Why the hell are you ordering that?" And we've been told more than once that uh, when the boxes came in from us, that they would hand the, the chocolate to their wives or girlfriends or whoever, and it was always okay for them to order from us. <laughs> That's actually awesome. That's a great idea. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it, is, it is one of the things we miss. And the macadamia kisses, yeah, they <laughs> we really did like those. It was funny because so we talked to Hawaiian host about ordering directly from them. Mm-hmm. And here's the irony of it, is that it's actually really expensive to get it directly, even at wholesale pricing from Hawaiian Host. When we were in Hawaii, the only way it was practical to do the, uh, the candy was to actually buy the candy at Walgreens, because Walgreens was able to sell it cheaper than the wholesale pricing that Hawaiian Host gave us. Well, it, does, it actually makes sense to me. That's... So just bring some extra suitcases. Exactly. And uh, go to, load up. yeah, <laughs> find all the Walgreens. <laughs> Wait, what's our what's our next question? Well, do we, we do we any, do we, we talk about did we talk about the Billy Mitchell thing? Yeah, right. we did that. That's we good. Closed that chapter. Yeah, that that horse is dead. Okay. <laughs> good. Um, let's see here. Um, moving forward. 
uh, Galactic Battlegrounds. What are you doing with Galactic Battlegrounds? First of all, tell us what Galactic Battlegrounds is and how you're involved with that, Brian. Yeah, no, thing, uh, actually, it's a great great thing to bring up. So Galactic Battlegrounds is a four-player competitive Galaga game that you basically, well, Galaga-like game. Um, and you have ships in the top and the bottom of the screen, and they're kind of uh, attacking each other with uh, bullets, very similar to a shot in Galaga, as well as these power-ups. And uh, you have three lives. Each person has three lives and three power-ups per life. And when you're out, you're out. Um, so these guys in Farmington, Minnesota, came up with the game. Uh, we got connected with them. And because of my background with uh, uh, controls and then we've been doing cabinets, uh, we started building cabinets for them and redoing their control, uh, their basically their control panel so that it was a little bit more functional. And we're in the process of producing. We just actually did the second prototype cabinet. We're putting, uh, we're actually assembling 10 cabinets over the next month. And we're going to be putting them at different places around uh, the cities and, and actually trying to get them to different locations in the country for some trials. Um, there will definitely be one at MGC. Mm. Um, probably talk to Doc about one. Uh, and we're going to get one out to Cax this summer. Interestingly enough, I went to Can Can Wonderland here in St. Paul for the first time, and there was a Galactic Battlegrounds there. That is their their first home build cabinet. It's uh, had a few revisions on the controls on there after we showed them a few different parts, and mm-hmm. it's doing quite well there actually. It's interesting because I I made all my family play it on the way out. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a good game. So uh, uh, Aaron Sanders from the chat says. Um, What's your connection with Up Down again? He's interested in knowing what that is. Yeah, so um, we don't have any true connection with them in the way that we, we're not business partners or investors or anything like that, but we actually do a lot of their repairs, and then we store a lot of the games for them. So uh, we have a warehouse that we rented uh, probably about two miles from our shop, and we split the space with Up Down. And then uh, I actually we, have, we just brought in a uh, TV repair tech who's been doing TV repairs for about 30 years. And he uh, goes to town on these cabinets, does amazing work, actually. So we're kind of using that as our, our start to uh, an intro or an investigation into doing board repairs and monitor repairs in the shop. Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool, actually. And, you know, and I still, I still maintain Up Down is probably one of the best arcades around, not just in Minnesota. But I think it's one of the best ones. Like if you're gonna go and get a beer or a cocktail or play Killer Queen or play a classic pinball or arcade game or skee ball, that's the place to go. You know, it is, and they have better monitors now. <laughs> and why is that? Because <laughs> we've been fixing them all. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, Aaron just asked about chassis. We're not doing them yet. We do have a lot of the parts here that we're selling through the store, but um, we haven't opened up for full chassis repair. It is going to be happening soon, though. Um, the guy that I'm working with, actually, we're gradually going through some different things. Um, you know, like three months ago, I, I threw the first 6100 at him that he had to deal with. It took him about five hours to get it working. Uh, we just did one that came in parts, and it took him about 30 minutes to get it working and completely rebuilt. So we're getting some mastery of the machines before we uh before we go full on and start opening up for the public that's cool i i dig that and well mark what was your next question mark um <laughs> uh, my next question is 
<laughs> I'm I'm like going over the Paradise Arcade Shop looking for. Tell us about your new sensitive, reliably accurate, incredibly <laughs> world famous Cherry MX micro switches. <laughs> Actually, that's another. That's a that's a fighting game product. So we um the fighting game market really uh, doesn't. They don't really care whether or not uh, you use original buttons, joysticks, or whatever. The arcade community, we like to find the old original crappy stuff, put it in the cabinet, and then play it the way it was meant to be played. The fighting game guys are always looking for the next best thing, so they can throw a better stick, better buttons, whatever, into their into their uh, competition stick case and go compete with it. So those, uh, we actually, what we did was we went out and we tried to improve upon the standard fighting button and what we did was uh, throw a Cherry MX switch in there, which uh, extended the life about 10 times that of a regular button, regular Sanwa button. And then we uh, we shortened the throw by about 0.4 millimeters. So they were a little bit more sensitive. And then the cherries just by nature have a more accurate uh, response. And uh, we've actually had, we've sold, <laughs> sold about 10 to 15,000 of the buttons. I mean, it's really, awesome. really well. Tell us. Tell- uh, Tell us about your Williams power supply replacement. What? Yeah, that that actually came out of. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of these switching power supply replacements, and I get very frustrated because they don't install in the original spot the uh, power supply went into. Ah. A lot of times they lose some of the function, and so, admittedly, on some of the older Williams boards where they change the uh, pins for the uh, power supply, this one won't light up the coin door. Uh, but it. But in uh, most of the newer ones, uh, it will light up the coin door and activate the uh, the solenoids on the door, so you can use coins in it. And so the uh, the board is larger. It runs a, a Hap Power Pro uh, 200 watt, so a much more powerful uh, power supply than it's on most. And it's just targeted at making it a more universal power supply replacement, and then fastening where the original one went. We're also working on an MCR version. Because I get so frustrated when I see like a switcher just bolted into the side of the cabinet when you have this nice slot for holding a power supply. I agree. I I love the fact that uh, you know, and it goes for any anybody who does a reproduction. But the Williams power supply, you know, dudes, if you need to replace your, the power supply in your Williams uh, setup, this is this is the bomb. It's like the real deal. You 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 screw it into the same exact spot that your current Williams power supply is in and it has this awesome you know 5 and 12 volt setup and 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 all of the connectors go to where they're supposed to and even there there's one connector that's like a dummy connector but at least it has a spot to sit on the board right Brian Yeah and and actually um the the ones that uh we actually the power supply we use has a negative 12 volt line also which was specs which was the original spec on the um on the Williams board. And so we, yeah. we recreate the, those voltages a little bit more accurately. And then I have a, a small setup on there for uh, the door voltages and those things to convert them down. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. It, so it, any, it, any, any new it, projects you're working on? Like any brand new products? Um, well, we were getting bugged today. I think I'm going to have to dig in. I think the, the next big one is, <laughs> uh, we're getting a lot of, uh, request to do the uh, centering bellows for some of the atari sticks oh cool and uh the grommet start looking at them i've got a guy in uh the philippines ironically enough who does a lot of rubber work 
Rubber. Um, so he's doing a lot of stuff with the Korean joysticks, which use um, grommets. And we've started working with him a lot more on some fighting game stuff, so I might pull him in and see if he can help out on doing some centering bellows. A stimulating. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's cool. So, um, and I also talked to you about maybe doing like a little APB triac board. We should talk about that. You should. I know that the uh, there's there's um, and Paul Saren uh, uh, locally is going to be bringing some some projects by. Man, that guy, um, he's funny. By the way, uh, if you're a Minnesota collector, we have a Facebook group, right? We do now. Yeah. Which, it, which has uh, gotten more active and is kind of fun. I love it. I think it's great. Artu, are you sure this was a good idea? I think it was a great idea. And we have a bunch of people now who are like local collectors. And I, I, I try to start a group called The Usual Suspects, but maybe it was a little bit vague. And here's the thing. Uh, we're kind of, I think I find it kind of an open group. Like here's what we're looking for, you know, and, and people are like helping each other out. I, I hope that's what it turns into at least, you know? Yep. And I, you know, so I, and so actually, um, Aaron had just commented on the bellows or sorry, Andy commented on the bellows. I, I believe that the, um, Wiz has them. There was another, and I, I'll have to go back and check the, the chat that we were having about the stuff, but there was mm -hmm. some concern about whether or not those were accurate and some of the other pieces in there. So that was kind of a conversation that came up today, and people asked me if I could help out with it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's it's cool that they're like just voluntarily their help to figure out if something's going on, you know? Sometimes I just don't understand human behavior. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It is. And Aaron, I, I appreciate the offer. I'm actually what I consider a recovering engineer. So, uh, <laughs> or an engineer in denial. Uh, I, I did several years of, of product design before giving that up and, and moving on in life. This is kind of my, uh, my way to, um, get out those kicks and get my solid works going. Impressive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tonight. It's a it's a Star Wars night tonight, you know. Mm. Okay, are you excited about Solo? You know, it's funny you ask that because um, I am sort of torn. I don't know. I mean, I it's just uh, uh, the Emperor is not as forgiving as I am. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be good, but I I don't. Know. I this. I have a really bad feeling about this. It could be terrible. <laughs> Come on, it's Disney. They know what they're doing. I, I think that if they if it was that bad, they would delay it till December. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, we could prank somebody with all this stuff you got. Don't get excited. <laughs> I actually like. I'm worried about this one. Those the, I don't know. The the previews are not looking very good. And I Randall, I, I I really bought into most of the other Star Wars, and I thought eight was fine. And I, I mean, I was one of the guys who's like, nah, I like it. But watching the Hans uh, previews, I'm I'm worried. <laughs> like I'm worried. This is the one where I have to kind of turn my back on it and say, nope, you pushed it too far. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know what to think. Uh, I, I have seen some of the, I've seen one trailer, 
and it didn't give away a lot of plot. But I, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I have. I guess here's the thing: you kind of have to have an open mind about this. They're trying to reboot a franchise that lit up, you know, an imagination of a herd of thousands, hundreds of millions of mm-hmm. six-year-olds. They rebooted. They rebooted. It's done. Don't <laughs> everybody thank me at once. <laughs> I mean, they're building two Star Wars lands in each of the Disney's in Florida and California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, one of actually, there's a clip on YouTube. I, I might be late to the game, but somebody went and took all of the trailers mm-hmm. from the beginning and put them all in order, and it's hilarious. I mean, it's like you go back and watch all the stuff. It's just. It's kind of comical watching the different trailers Life over time. And fuzzball. <laughs> Both the commentary, the graphics, I mean, all of the, you know, all the CGI stuff now, but, but also just the comments, like you hear the announcers and the voiceovers. It's, 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 it's pretty amusing. I think it's interesting because we, we all get bent out of shape. It doesn't matter if it's Star Trek or Star Wars or whatever, but it, you know, if you're, if they're trying to reboot a franchise, there there is a ninety nine percent chance that the original crowd is not going to like it because they they are expecting something, you know. And so, it is what it is. I do I do feel like uh, the current situation in filmmaking has made um, movies uh, short attention span theater and and scenes are too short and. There, there's not enough, enough contemplation that goes into science fiction today, and I, I, I there's all kinds of things I find pro, you know problematic with um, filmmaking today, but um, I understand them wanting to keep the franchise going and and reboot it for a new generation. So uh, it, you know, in particular, like the the, the new Star Trek uh, Discovery, they have a they have a tough a tough job in front of them. They're introducing Star Trek to a whole new uh, audience, right? And on top of that, they're trying to maintain uh, continuity between previous shows like Enterprise and you know the original series and Next Gen, and that's a difficult. When the show has been around for God nearly you know fifty, sixty years, how do you maintain continuity? You can't. You can't do it because if you look at what they were trying to do in the '60s, for example, they're shooting a 23rd century show. We are not even in the 23rd century, so we know that we've got a ways to go. So all this technology has to be updated, and people don't like it. Like especially like the 40-somethings of our generation who grew up on Star Wars and Star Trek and science fiction in in 1970s. We don't want to see, you know, this updated crap that's being put on in front of us. Speak for yourself. I love it. I that's my point is that if you don't have an open mind. I, I want I, I want another Beetlejuice, dude. Let's go. <laughs> that would be awesome. I think they should do that and 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 have have Michael Keaton do a, a cameo. You know, no, make him do it. He's ready. Oh, I bet he could. He can be Beetlejuice. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No makeup. No yeah. problem. And no, no makeup. He just <laughs> just crazy hair. You know. <laughs> I love like he was. I don't know. There's always an element in those movies, the Michael Keaton, where he is just nuts. Like, there's something about him that is just psychologically off and fit the characters. I mean, Beetlejuice, Batman. Every time you watch it, and you're like, so is he medicated? I mean, is this okay? Have you seen (laughs) The Founder? Oh, Uh, it's in my queue. I've not watched it, and I know I need to. I know I need to. So I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry I have not watched it. You have failed me for the last time. <laughs> Whoever's doing the soundboard tonight is doing a pretty good job. <laughs> Mark, I thought it was I thought it was excellent. Me too. So I have to I have to see it, right? Yeah. It's great. I mean, and what happens at the end with you know, he he does something and then you're like Oh, that's a pretty nice little technique. And then they show you what happened afterwards. You're like, oh my God, he's such a bastard. It's amazing. Don't make me destroy you. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny because I had, I, I was chatting with some people about that movie and they said, you know, it made me hate McDonald's. And I, and my response was McDonald's wouldn't exist if he wasn't a bastard. Right. right exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, that that's, that's true of so many companies uh, in America. I mean, America. I don't. America. Okay, th- this would this will easily trend. Oh, I can't. I can't go. On, I can't go down this path. But you know, <laughs> you you know, you guys especially know where I'm going. But I cannot go down this path. And um, you know, so many so many companies and so many um people in this country have made it um by being ruthless. You know, and and um not discerning and insensitive and everything else. And, uh, I don't, I mean, I went to McDonald's as a kid. I, you know, I was, I remember going when I was six or seven years old with my grandma and thinking it was the best place on earth, you know? Uh, and we had birthday parties there. And I remember my, my cousins getting uh, colored spoke covers for their bicycle wheels, you know? And, and, and I don't know, maybe, maybe, I will say the favorite place to go for birthday parties growing up was not McDonald's. And you're going to love this, and it's pertinent to the show. It was get excited! Burger... Because our local Burger King had a full arcade. What? That's what? where. That sounds arcade. totally made up. So your local Burger King had a full 100% arcade. How many games were in there? I played Cockpit Spy Hunter there. Spy Hunter? A cockpit? Yes. That's why I have a cockpit spy hunter. Go switch off. Really? Yes. Huh. Oh my gosh. Do take good care of yourself. That it is... was actually the uh, we loved it enough that we convinced my mom to have my dad's like fortieth birthday there so we could all go to the arcade. <laughs> you were opponent. <laughs> I think I think Space Fury is gone berserk. Well done. So, is there no warrior mightier than I? Intruder alert! Intruder alert! So, um, what? What? Well, so, wait, yeah. What are you working on right this instant at Paradise? The the Paradise Arcade Shop. Uh, for products or games? For 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 games. For games, what we have opened up right now is I'm actually installing an arcade SD in a really um, beat to hell uh, Dig Dug cabaret, and we're putting our new uh, multi-panel on there to test that out. And I've got my Omega Race open. That's about to be rolled off the cliff. And we have a. St- Stud runner in back that is it's actually a very interesting problem the uh if you put it into uh test mode did you see you have a stud runner 
stunt well stunt runner right the, oh, yeah. uh, the uh, atari game the um if you put it in the test mode the analog controls show up if you play the game uh it doesn't steer or do anything huh <laughs> that's weird whoa so those are those are our game of projects right now well, Stun Runner is a fun game. I really like Stun Runner. I actually had one. I sold it two years ago. But the problem with Stun Runner is when it's it's the late eighties. You know, you can buy in. You can buy your score, which I don't. Yes, like. but it doesn't well, have. Well. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's the ADC, Aaron, because the, the, the values actually show up in the test menu, which is very odd. So I've got a second board set that I'm going to go grab tonight and drag over here and try and figure it out. <clears throat> Aaron Sanders says he thinks Jed Margolin may have done the tests for hardware. I don't know who that is. Do you guys know? No. No. <laughs> but I'll I'll take his word for it. What's the best part of your cereal in the morning? What's the best part? Drinking the milk after the cereal, right? Yeah. Everybody loves the milk after the cereal. But why not make cereal milk? There you go. You know, make it taste like Fruit Loops or Cocoa Pebbles. And just sell them quarts of milk, right? Cereal milk. People buy it up, man. <laughs> buy, buy it up. up. Right? I know I would. Yeah. I love cereal I milk. <laughs> I love cereal milk. Uh, me too. I mean, that's the best part of uh, Man vs. Snake, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, my God. We need to make our own documentary. <laughs> oh, man. No, we have to make one that's completely... We'll make something up, you know, like... Wait, that's already been yeah. <laughs> done. No, yeah. No, no. It's going to be like the Blair Witch Project type thing. It'll be fun. Oh my god, I'm so sick. <laughs> what, you had like two or three martinis or something? No. Did you have Eggs Benedict again? <laughs> oh my god. It's funny, I did have, I've had three Eggs Benedict today. Really? Yeah, well, it's my favorite thing, and my, my, my wife made five of them yesterday for Valentine's Day. Oh my god. So I've been, you know... I had two yesterday and three for each meal today. My sincerest apologies to you all, Steve Sanders. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. <laughs> I love that sound clip. I it's like my favorite sound clip ever. And I don't ever play it. <laughs> we need to have Steve Sanders on this show. Let's have him on the show. Oh yeah, he'll he'll come on. Yeah. Definitely be great. Sure. He'll come on before Billy comes on the show. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Let's get each one of those guys. Uh, speaking of, you know, I don't know. Today in the mail, you guys, I got a certificate of registration. Um, the certif- certificate issued under the seal of the Copyright Office. In accordance with Title 17, United States Code, attests that the registration has been made for the work identified below. The information on this certificate 
has been made a part of the Copyright Office records. I have registered the outro song for our show. <gasps> oh, and, and what do you... That's awesome, but... <laughs> I have a what? registration number. It is SRU one two nine seven five one seven. Effective date November twenty twenty seventeen. It shows that the title of the work "Do Not Eat," which is the title of the work, <laughs> which is what I was reading at the time I posted it on SoundCloud, and I completed it in twenty fifteen. The author is Adam C. Coyer. His pseudonym is Matterax. It's a sound recording. Citizen of the United States. Domiciled in the United States. Born in nineteen seventy two. Copyright claimant, Adam C. Coyer, my address, rights and permission, Arcade Radio LLC, name Adam Coyer, and my credentials. I am a certified copyright holder of the song Do Not Eat, which is the outro song for which another claimant on YouTube has been monetizing our work. Isn't that awesome? Terrible. Now you get to monetize their work, those buttholes well <laughs> here's the thing if you're not a partner with youtube they don't scrape anything for your content so i still have to defend my own original content against their claim mm. which is bs so i've threatened oh, it's too bad you don't have that clip from what was that t- uh, it's bullshit it's bullshit <laughs> bullshit that's from like stripes isn't it bullshit it's from a Tim Burton movie where, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the Bela Lugosi one. Remember that one? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but. Laugh it up, fuzzball. You've, I see you've run the gamut now. <laughs> I have. I have. Oh. <laughs> Sorry if I'm distracted. I was looking for my Homer horny letter. Oh. The emperor is not as forgiving as I am. Homer Horney is the judge in the uh, <laughs> district that I uh, got a speeding ticket for 88 miles per hour in yeah. my DeLorean. Oh, did they did they like sentence you and you got it and everything? No, I mean I have to take defensive driving in 30 days. Oh my god! I, in your DeLorean? In your DeLorean? Uh, in my De- well, no, I won't have to take the defensive driving class in the DeLorean. That'd be hilarious. I have until March 15th. Okay, just looking. Oh, I think it'll be great. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, it'll be great. Well, it's been two hours. How are you feeling? I'm feeling you wish like you had gone to Blue Door now. What <laughs> we should wrap this up. I wanted to thank Brian Armitage for being on the show. Yes, tonight. Brian. Thank you for having me, dude. And, uh, Mark, Susan just dropped off Blue Door. Ooh! Oh, nice. Blue Door is so good. STBB, STPBB with tots. <laughs> oh, their tots are the best. They're the best. You know. Anyway, uh, you've been listening in uh, to, what is this show again? Arcade Radio. Yeah, it's Arcade Radio. The double R's. Um, You can text us at 612-548-GAME. That's 4263. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, but mostly the YouTubes. We're slow to update. <laughs> I updated. I only have to log into the SoundCloud, dude. Sorry. <laughs> Here's a funny. Oh, I'll hook you up tonight. I'll do it. Let's get off. Let's get off the air and do that up. What do you think? Do it up. All right. Listen to this. Maybe we'll get sued for this one too. 
Yeah. Is that... <laughs> funky. Yeah. What? What happened? What happened? Did it just end? It just ended. It ended. Oh no, we already got pulled. Oh my god.